guys, it's Heather. Did you miss the big announcement? We're starting an apostolic school of ministry. Email kent at wordalive.org for more information. This year, we're having church each Sunday in July at 10 a.m. This week, we have Scott Stanfield speaking about building the kingdom and houses of life. Enjoy this message. Listen, before, before I get started uh, t- today, I want to I wanna do something. Um, Pastor Kent and Miss Bev, they're out of town. I just want to take this time and say that... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, thank you uh, for allowing me to speak for God's people. It's an honor to speak here at Word Alive. It's a great honor to be asked to do this. And I just want to thank Pastor Kent and Miss Bev for everything they've done in the kingdom and everything they're doing in the kingdom. And I want to also say, I just want to, I just want to say this, I, I want to thank them for being real, okay? And I think I'm not just speaking for me, but for everybody, right? <laughs> yes, so thank you, thank you. <clears throat> Uh, before I get into the message today, actually, what I, I've, I need to talk to you a little bit before I get there. Is that okay? One of the things uh, <clears throat> here at Word Alive, I'm excited. I, I've, I've been here like 12, 13 years, like Dr. Patio said, and I'm so excited about what's going on here. One of the things, the reason, the reason I'm excited is because we, we've been doing something here the last two or three years. We've been building a structure in the house, Okay. And, and since October, uh, my wife and I have been, getting, been given a new assignment here at Word Alive. And the assignment is to help with houses of light. That's what we do. And so it's a great, it's a great assignment for us. But this has been since about the middle of October that that's what we've been doing. We've been zone pastors of Gadsden for a few years. And we've been doing houses of light for a good, good number of years. But since October, you've got to hear me on this one. Since October... We've got all new zone pastors in all nine zones. We've got nine zones, and if you thought your zone pastor was somebody else, it probably is not, okay? I'm just being honest. It's probably someone else because they're new. These are all pastors that work full-time jobs, but they do full-time ministry. And, and they live in the community, and they're connected. And, and, and you know, one thing about, one thing about these, these pastors, these are, these are not just somebody we pick. They're just leaders. They have a pastor's heart. And so... This is the true apostolic structure that, that we've moved into. Uh, that everything will happen in the zone. Everything will happen in the zone. I mean, like in Gadsden that I'm familiar with, we do, we got jail pastors, Pastor Greg and Deborah are there, uh, zone pastors, but he also does jail ministry. We've got hospital ministers, we've got people that do feeding ministries, we've got people that uh, do all kind of different ministries, even benevolence, everything flows through the zone and through the zone pastor. So today, We've got some tables set up outside out there uh, that this, Dr. Patio calls the bowl area. It's on the bottom. And I'm going to hit this at the end, but I need for each and every one of you to go meet your zone pastor, give them your information, whether it's email, uh, telephone, uh, whatever. But we need to be able to communicate and, and, and move in this next season. Okay? I'm, I even said this in the first service. This is critical that we do this. I said it's critical that we do this. And I'm going to say this like I said in the first service. Listen, you've got to get a hold of this. This houses of light thing, you know, I'm going to get into this. But here's the thing. There's going to be a day that we're not going to get to come to church. I said there's a day that we're not going to be able to come to church. So we need to be able to connect now because you are the church. Y'all need to be able to connect now outside these four walls. Really, that's where real ministry takes place. If you're true apostolic... More ministry takes place outside the walls instead of inside the walls. Come on, somebody. 
See, you know why? Because, see, darkness is demanding it. Darkness is demanding the light. And you're the light. So, I need you. The kingdom needs you. When you leave here and say, well, I've done this before. I'm small. We're not small grouping. Oof, I'm fixing to jump off this stage. I'm go hey, hey Miss Winnie, I'm going for it. Okay? Here's the deal. For the record, we're just asking to meet one time a month. We're not asking you to, to, to meet every week and have a Bible study. Bible studies are great. I love Bible study. I love studying the Word of God. But you know what? Satan don't mind you studying the Word of God. He just don't like you to do something with the Word of God. You know what he don't want you to do? He don't want you to connect with other people and, and, and start having a relationship with anybody. Okay? So we're asking you one time a month. And let me just say this to you. You can gather as a group or you can just meet with your family, with your children. You, you can meet with your husband, maybe your husband and your children. One time a month. My mother's here, and I, like I said, we met every Every night at the supper table. I told Dr. Patty, old mom would say, what time are you coming home? I said, be there at 6. I knew mama wasn't going to eat till I got there. That's how powerful she knew. My mother knew this a long time ago, and my daddy, and I thank God for them, that they knew if we sat down at the table and we got together, something would happen. Come on, somebody. Just, just, just dream with me. What if everybody in this church, everybody met once a month, hold on, just with their family, We've already got a thousand houses of life. Come on. See, I want, I want that text into your zone, Pastor. Hey, met with my family. Met with my daughter on God's timing. I'm serious. It's that simple, but it's spiritual. Okay? So we're going to talk about that today. Is that good? Awesome. <clears throat> so one of the things that I, I, I know Pastor Kent uh, talked about houses of light, and he asked us to do this. One of the reasons... There's a few reasons, but one, one of the reasons, about seven years ago, I talked to Pastor Kent on the telephone. First time I ever talked to Pastor Kent, seven or eight years ago on the telephone. And when I did, I'll be honest with you, I saw his name pop up, and I thought, he has to have the wrong number. Okay? Because I've never talked to him on the telephone. And, and, and I, was, I answered, and he said, I said, hello. And he goes, hello. He said, listen, I won't bother you, but he said, I need to talk to you just a second. I said, yes, sir. And he goes, um, I just got to ask you, what do you guys do? What do, what do you and Lori do? And I said, well, Pastor Ken, I really don't know. He goes, well, what kind of answer is that? And I, I, I said, well, the only thing I can tell you what we do, we open our home up, and we do life with people. And in the process, you know, we, we do other things. We, do, we minister out of our home. I said, but I had a vision. You know, I was thinking, I got him on the phone, I'm going for it, right? Right? So I said, I had a vision. He goes, okay. And I said, Pastor Ken, I said, I, I don't know how to say this to you, but uh, I, I was praying one day and I saw my house lit up to heaven it was a beam straight to heaven and I said and all of a sudden I saw houses all around the region lit up and where I live lit up and then all of a sudden I saw the state of Alabama lit up and he goes wow I said, I said, hold, I said hold on I said, and, and he gave me a scripture Matthew 5 14 and then he goes wow so I'm thinking he's probably going to hang the phone up right and he didn't, and I said, I said, I, he looked at me, I mean, look, he talked to me, and he goes, Scott, and he goes, listen, he says, uh, did you know that Miss Bev had the same vision about a year earlier? I didn't, I didn't have any idea. I said, wow, Pastor Ken, I said, I had no idea. And he said, yep, same vision. And he said, here's the thing. He said, don't stop what you're doing. 
don't stop what you're doing. And he kept telling me that. He said, let me tell you why. I said, yes, sir, tell me. He said, because, because that is the prototype of the end-day church. A prototype of the end-day church. And I said, yes, sir. So I got off the phone, wrote it down. I went back and looked at my notes and the dates. I told Lori, my wife, and she said, you're kidding. I said, no. And so in the process of this thing, we've been doing Houses of Light for over 10 years. And, and nobody told us to do it but the Lord. And, and you know, people thought we were crazy and, and all that. But you know what? I don't, I don't really care what people think. I don't, I'm over that. Okay? Because when I came here, I got delivered from people. Come on. No, really, I did. I text Pastor Kent one night, and I was praying, thanking Jesus, and I said, Pastor Kent, thank you for helping me being delivered from people. Right? Because I just want to do what God wants me to do. Amen. Amen? So, in the process of this, when, when all this came down, I said, Lord, I just want more revelation of this. So I began to run, and when I run, I really hear from the Lord. I do more walking than running now. So that's just the truth. But, 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 but when I was running and, and all of a sudden I saw, I, I had another vision and I saw the city on a hill. I saw it. It was as plain as day. And I said, Lord, what is that? He said, that's you. And he gave me that scripture, Matthew 5, 14. And I said, it's me. He said, it's the kingdom. I said, how, that, how can that be me in the kingdom? And the Lord said, because the kingdom of God is within you. Because the kingdom is within you. And I, I said, wow. And you know, I'm just, you know, I, I said, that's awesome. I, I took it. So the next day, got another download. I said, Lord, I want more revelation about the city on the hill. So let's look at it before I get any further into it. Matthew 5, 14 through 16 or 17. There we go. Matthew 5, 14 says... You are the light of the world, not a light. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Mmm, where at? <laughs> okay. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Amen? Okay. Here's the thing. When I read that, I said, wow, I'm supposed to be a lamp standing in my own house. It starts in the house. It's, I said, it starts in the house. When I read that, I'll be honest with you. I said, Lord, i got a long ways to go. I don't think I'm a lamp in my own home. <laughs> I'm being honest. I said, oh, Lord. He said, how can I be the light to the world? See, here's the thing about that. That means you're the light in, in, in your surrounding influence, sphere, sphere of influence, right? Right? So, but it starts in the house. Touch the other neighbor say it starts in the house. Okay. So, so when I read that, I was just trying to get a hold of this city on a hill. And I had the vision. So the next day, after that vision, I, I said, Lord, I want more revelation. And, and just like that, the Lord said, okay. He said, a city has a foundation. I said, yes, it does, Lord. I said, what's the foundation to this city or the foundation to the kingdom? The Lord said, my love is the foundation to the kingdom. He said, my love is the foundation. 
of the kingdom. So you know why? Because, see, that foundation won't fail. My Bible says because love won't fail. And I'm not talking about the world kind of love. I'm not even talking about the church kind of love. I'm talking about the Jesus kind of love. Listen to me. I'm talking about that kind of love. Dr. Patio said in the first service, he said, nothing can separate you from that love. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Mm, 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 mm. It's all through the Bible. It's always from Genesis to Revelation. It's all through 66 books. See, if you re- listen, if you read in the Old Testament, there's this word called mercy. You won't see love in the Old Testament much. They always talk about it as mercy. Actually, it's the Hebrew word chesed mercy. It means unconditional mercy. In the New Testament, it's love. Go, go read in Psalms 136. That's what it says. It says, in the, in, in the King James, or the Kang James, right? right? Y'all know. Come on now. Huh? Come on. What does it say? 136, it says, his mercy endures forever. In the NIV, it says, his love endures forever. From Genesis to Revelations. Mm. Listen to me. Don't, don't lose me here. Because see, my Bible says in, in 1 John 4, 1 John 4, 8 says that God is love. It, 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 I, I, listen, I never knew that. I just thought he had it. And plus I thought he was mad at me. Okay? So how was he going to give it to me? But here's the deal. It says in uh, 1 John 4, 16, it says, it's not that we love God, but he loves us. Come on, somebody. That he first loved us. Here's the problem with most people's foundation. They've never received God's love. So they got a faulty foundation. That was me. But when I started getting a revelation that he loves me, that he loves me, come on now. I was right in the middle of my addiction. I found out he loved me right in the middle of it. Game changer. Mm. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'll never forget it. When I really heard him tell me he loved me, I was right in the middle of it, right in the middle of the act. He says, I love you. Whew. God messed me up. That's how powerful his love is. It's that powerful. Let me, let me tell you, so speaking of his love, I, 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 just, I just never could really grasp it, but I started getting it at that time. I started receiving it a little at a time. Because I'm going to be honest with you, when the love of God's poured out on you, you can't take it all. I said, you can't take it all. I'm going to go over here a little further. I said, you can't take it all. You can't. So I'd come out of my addiction, and I knew that I'd been delivered. I knew I'd been set free. And, and I got to thanking him for the blood. And, and at that time, I was preaching a little bit on the blood. And I said, Lord, I thank you for the blood. I said, the blood of Jesus is the most powerful thing that ever hit this earth. Right? Right? And just like that, I heard the Father. And the Father said, no. He said, Scott, the most powerful thing that ever hit this earth was my love that came through my son, Jesus. <sighs> He said, because my love produced the blood to get you and to keep you. That's what my love did. Mm, 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 mm. I'm going to tell you right now, that day I'll never forget it. Because see, here's the thing. The blood set me free, but his love kept me free. Come on, somebody. The love of Jesus is the foundation of the kingdom. Mm, The real agape love of God. No strings attached. 
the good and the bad and the ugly. Mm. Wow. Mm. So the city has a foundation. It's called love. Right? You tracking with me? Okay. Well, I said, okay, Lord, I got that. I needed that. I still need it. Does anybody still need the love of God? Balcony? So I, so, so I get another download. I said, okay, Lord. And the Lord said, you know there's an operation system in the kingdom. I said, okay, what is it? The Lord said, faith is the operation system in the kingdom. Actually, it's the master key to the kingdom. I said, it's the master key to the kingdom. Everything we do is by faith. Come on now. I, I didn't grow up in that. I didn't grow up in faith. I had, a, I had enough faith to get me saved. Then after that, I was on my own. Come on, don't get quiet on me. Listen, because see, faith, faith is something I didn't know nothing about. And what happened, when I started understanding it's the operation system of the kingdom, and I said, Lord, what is faith? Hebrews, Hebrews 11 one says, faith is, is the substance of hope of things not seen. Right? Right? So here's the thing. I said, okay. So what, what, what the Lord's really saying is, faith take things, it takes things in the spirit realm and brings it to the natural realm. Said another way, faith takes things in the eternal realm and brings it to the temporal realm. Come on. Come on. That kind of faith I'm talking about. And so what happens is when I started studying about faith, because I didn't know nothing about faith. I had a, uh, uh, I was always taught this, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Right? Romans 10, 17. And so here's what happened to me. I know it didn't happen to you. It can't happen to you that I would go from a spoonful each week because it says it comes by hearing the Word of God and that scripture is talking about preaching. So I, I rely on the preacher to give me a spoonful. And I wonder why they have no faith. Right? And I'd get spoon-fed every Sunday. I wasn't walking in faith. I wasn't. And so, so I started studying it and I, I realized that faith comes many different ways. Faith comes, see, hearing, hearing comes, let me say it another way. Hearing comes many different ways. Now listen, you got to get a hold of this. If you don't get anything I talk about today, get a hold of this. Okay, game changer. So here's what happens. Romans 12, 3 says that we all got a measure of faith. We all got a measure of faith. Faith, come, hearing comes in many different forms. Hearing the preacher, somebody else speaking to you, right? Or, or it might become the Lord speaking to you. That's called rhema. That's when the Lord speaks, okay? And then there's logos. That means written word, right? And he's speaking to us. So I start, I, so here's what happened. I didn't grow up in that, but I came here. <laughs> Come on. I said I came here. And I got around these people, these faith people. I'm like, oh, my gosh. But I wanted what they had. I said, I, I, I got I to gotta get me some of that. And so I started hanging out with some of, them, some of them. And I knew they had something I didn't have. And here's what they had. See, I knew they were word people too. Come on. You know, I know I'm old school. I bring my Bible. I don't mind. The, I just can't do the technique stuff. It's not me. Okay. So here's the deal. I used to never bring a Bible to church either. Okay. Now here's what happened. I started hanging around them. And I got that scripture, you know, Romans 12, 3, it says, we're all given a measure. 
And all of a sudden, I said, hold up, we all given a measure. And the Lord, I, I'm going to ask you like the Lord asked me. Let me ask you a question. What if I told you that you had the same faith as Miss Winnie Childs? <laughs> I know, that's what I said. <laughs> or a Papa Dan. Huh? How about a Dr. Patio? I really did this last week. I asked three people. I told them the same thing. And everyone else said, there ain't no way. Huh? That was me. What if I told you you got the same measure they all have? Here's the difference. They got less doubt and unbelief. Because they hear, come on, they hear the Lord. Right? So, so here's what happens when you get around them kind of people, those kind of people. All of a sudden, they'll get a bad report. Say, uh, this is not going good. You don't get a good report from the doctor. All of a sudden, they start hearing this. You know, it don't come from here. It comes from here. See, come on now. It comes out of their belly. Come on, because they've been eating the Word. It comes out of their belly. All of a sudden, doubt and, 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 and fear leave. Why? Because they hear out of their belly. No, 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 no. My God, my God, my Jesus took my stripes for my healing. Come on now. Come on. Come on. All of a sudden, some of y'all got more month than money, right? Out of your belly. No, no. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. Doubt, unbelief is gone. Where's me a bottle of water? Throw me a bottle of water. Right there, that big one. Give me that big one. Oh, okay. I'm going for it, patio. Here's the deal. I was in class the other day at Kingdom Culture, and I asked the lady for her, her water bottle to do this, and she handed it to me. I don't know where she's at. She may be in here. She handed it to me, and I said, you know what that is? She says, yes, it's backwash." I'm not making it up. I said, no. So I said, that's your measure of faith. And she goes, mm -mm, I ain't got enough faith. That's backwash. No joke. So, but here's the deal. You ready? This right here is your measure of faith. See that? Okay. You see this right here? Doubt and unbelief. Now I want to show you something. Watch this. Now what do you say? Say it louder now. That's better. One more time. Amen. And guess what? It's in you. I said it's in you. Just that measure is in you. Wow. It's the master key of the kingdom. Jesus said in, in Mark 9, 24, a guy hollers out. He said, talking about wanting to deliver his son. And he said, I believe. He said, but Jesus helped my unbelief. Amen. So I'm, I'm trying to encourage you here today to tell you, you've got that measure in you to move mountains. You've got that measure in you to walk this thing out. Amen? Okay. So, we got the operation system down. I said, okay, Lord, I'm getting it. I got it. And, and the Lord said, the kingdom has an atmosphere. I said, an atmosphere? I said, what's the atmosphere of the kingdom? He said, it's he said, it's peace. I said, it's peace. It's not a peace of this world. It's the peace from heaven to this world. Come on. How does it get here? Through you. <laughs> it's to you and through you. See, my Bible says in Galatians 5.22, one of the fruits of the Spirit is peace. I'm talking about powerful peace. I'm talking about, let me tell you, the peace of God is so powerful. 
I didn't say this in the first service, but in Luke, the angels came. They could have said, hey, the king is here. You know what they said? Peace is here. <laughs> Peace is here. That's what they said. They could announce anything they wanted to announce. Mm-mm, because peace. You know why they announced it? That kind of peace ain't never been here. Mm. Mm-mm. They wouldn't have had to announce it. But you know what I love? When peace came, and in uh, 1 John 4, 27, it says, Jesus says this, my peace, I live with you. He said, I'm not going to leave you alone. My peace, I live with you. You say, you say well, that sounds sweet. And that sounds wonderful. No, it's powerful. See, I didn't understand that kind of peace. I understood that churchy kind of peace. Where it's like, well, that's sweet. Well, that's the peace that you pass all understanding. But let me tell you, that ain't that kind of peace. That's part of it. I'm talking about the peace that calmed the storm. Come on. See, this morning I woke up 4.30 and just like that, I heard the Lord. And I said, what is the Lord? I'm talking about peace. And he, he said, Lord, he said, Scott, everybody focuses on the storm. I said, they focus on the storm. They don't focus what's in them, what I gave them. See, Jesus was asleep right on the boat. It was in a storm. And they said, we're going to die. Wake up. So Jesus wakes up. He says, peace be still. Why? Because it was in him. Because it was in him. Isaiah 9, 6 says he's the prince of peace. And he gave us that. Touch your neighbor and say, it's in me. I'm going to tell the story real quick. Last, uh, the first service, I waited to labor. I just got to tell this. I didn't realize how powerful that kind of peace was for a long time. And we do life with a lot of people. And where I live at, it's a dead-end street. And I was running one day, and, and, and I run into this girl. one of my neighbors, and I never met her before. And she says, hey. She said, what's your name? And I, I said, my name's Scott. She said, you're the guy that lives at the end of the street. I said, yeah, that's me. I didn't know her. She goes, I'm an atheist. I said, awesome. I said, I love atheists. She says, I thought you were some kind of preacher or something. I said, I am, but I love atheists. She said, wow. And she just laughed. She just, I just laughed. So I went to run. I just kept on running after I met her. And, and I said this to her. I said, Lord, show her your glory. Amen. Mm. Mm. I said, make yourself real. Well, about three weeks later, about three weeks later, I mean, it was just like, it was crazy. Because I'm asleep, four in the morning, and, and all of a sudden, my wife hears something. And my lovely wife isn't here today. She's uh, doing ministry in Chicago with RGM. But she, she heard something. And when she heard something, she said, you hear that? I said, I sure did. I said, I said go see what's going on. I'm being honest. When Pastor Kent said that the other day, I got it. I'm not going to throw, throw James Patio under the bus again, but James gets it, right? So my wife gets up. She's tougher than I am, okay? I'm just being honest. How many people know my wife? She's tougher than I am, okay? She told me, she said, you'd just try to love him today. I thought you'd do. I said, well, okay. But here's the deal. So Lori goes to the door, and all of a sudden I hear somebody crying. And I'm in the bed, and I knew it couldn't be Lori. And I'm going, I better get up. So I get up, this same girl was smoking a cigarette on the front porch. I'm in the back porch. She said, my girlfriend and I, she was living the gay lifestyle. 
My girlfriend and I got in an argument. She said, I locked myself in the outbuilding. It's terrible. She said she went back in the house, and, and, and something told me, if I can just get to your house. She ran as hard as she could barefooted. And as soon as she got on the property, she got to the pool area. She said, I sit down and she said, she said, something come all over me. She said, it was God. She said, I felt the peace of God come all over me. Why? Come on. Come on. Come on, somebody. She said, I was raised in church all my life. She said, let me tell you something. God's real. I said, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Before I leave office, you can't miss this one. Here's the deal. In um, uh, Luke 10, Jesus said, I'm going to send you out two by two, 70 of them, two by two. And they leave. Right? Y'all leave. He said, don't carry a thing with you. You know why? Because everything you got got is in you. Don't miss that. Everything you need to operate in the kingdom is already in you. He's given you everything. So, the, so these, these 70 leave two by two, and they take off, right? Y'all read it? They, and he says, if you get to a house, if there's a man of peace there, release your peace. If he's not a man of peace, take it back. That tells me that we can release our peace. Not just at church. I'm talking about it in your own home, in the workplace. Come on now. Come on. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I don't know about you, but I get excited about this. Okay. Touch your neighbor and say, that kind of peace is in you. Amen. Okay. So what? We got a foundation. We got an operation. And we got an atmosphere. So I'm looking at the city, and this city's bright. And the Lord said, you know, this, that brighter city's got to have power. I said, that brighter city's got to have power. The city on the hill, for people to see it, has got to have power. And just like that, the Lord said, the power of the kingdom is the anointing. Is the anointing. What is the anointing? My Bible says in Isaiah 10, 27, it says, the anointing breaks yokes and takes away burdens. That's what it says. Okay? Now check this out. I didn't know anything about the anointing. I knew nothing about the anointing. Grew up, heard about it, didn't know anything about it. But I started seeing these people walk in power. So things were happening. So I started studying it. And, I, and I, get to, I, get, I get to this place, and I'm like, okay. I'm in the Bible, and I'm reading it, and I see this word Christ. It says Jesus Christ. Now, I said this in the first service, and we'll say it again. Am I the only one that did not know that Christ was not Jesus' last name? <laughs> Help me out. It says Jesus Christ. Right? It, you know what that means? Jesus, the anointed one. Right? And so then it took me to the thing that says, we're called what? Christians. The first time that it was, we were ever called Christians was at Antioch. Okay? We didn't call ourselves Christians. They called us Christians. So here's what happened. I said, Wow. Christian, we're called Christians. That means Christ-like, right? See, my whole life, I grew up in, in, in an environment that said, well, that's Christ-like. We're, we're, we're to be meek, uh, uh, love and kindness and, you know, and all that, you know. And I'm like, yeah, 
Okay. That's, that's to be Christ-like. And that's, yes. Yes. But no. That's true. That's part truth. I'm going to give you the whole truth. You know why? Because, see, church has watered it down. I said church has watered it down. Come on now. Do, do, do you know what it means? You can tell you what it means. When they called us, they walked said, there's those little meek, little, sweet little people going to church. You know what they said? Hey, there goes those anointed ones with a supernatural power of God on them. Come on now. That's, that, that's what they called us. We've come, hey, listen, we've lost a lot of stuff from there to here, right? Why does it have to change? Mm-mm-mm. Why does it have to change? The anointing is the supernatural power of God. It says super on your natural. I know people that walk in it. I, I believe we ought to walk in it. Come on now. Come on. I know, I know you seem like, can I, just go, can I just go somewhere with you? Why am I passionate about this? Why am I passionate about faith, the anointing, and the kingdom? I've been through some stuff in my life. Listen to me. I lost my first wife 16 years ago. I lost her. To, she, she died of cancer. Okay? She did. She died of cancer. I was told it was God's will. I'm being honest. I didn't know any better. People perish for the lack of knowledge. And I heard the Lord speak to me three days after she died, and, she, and the Lord said, I'm going to use you for healing. I'm going to use you for healing. I got mad. I, I mean, I got mad. I mean, I wrestled with God that night. And, he, and I said, how can you say that? I watched her die a horrible death, and just like that, the Lord spoke to me again. He said, I'm going to use you for healing, spiritually and, and um, physically. And I, I said, I got mad again. I said, how can you say that? And he said, real faith comes when you don't see and you still believe. That was a hard pill to swallow. Now listen, this faith, this faith that I told you about, I didn't know anything about that. And I ran from God for four years. I ran as hard as you could run. I said, I ran from him. I wasn't like I wasn't going to church. I was running the other way. But here's what happened to me. His goodness caught up with me. I said, his goodness caught up with me. I said, his goodness caught up with me. Come on, somebody. Listen, my Bible says his arm's not too short. Mm. And he reined me back in because of his goodness and his mercy and his love for me. Mm. Then I had to learn about faith. Listen, you get somebody that's got cancer now. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going for it. Why? Because I lived that other life. Listen, I mean that. I mean that. I ain't playing. It's life or death. He's giving you everything you need to walk us out. You're loved. And you're anointed. Woo! Wow. Man, I want to stay in this so bad. You know why? Because darkness is demanding it. I see so many broken, hurting people all over the place. And they go places with no power. 
See, my Bible says in Luke 20, it says, Jesus says this. He says, if, 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 I, cast, if, if I cast out a demon by the finger of God, surely the kingdom has come. That's what it says. We're talking about the kingdom. We're not talking about church. We ain't talking about denomination. We're talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Okay. So here we go. Be like the first service. You say, well, what does this have to do with me? <laughs> Has everything to do with you. What do we, what do we read in Matthew 5.14? You are the light of the world. You're a city on a hill. And everything you need to carry this out is in you. Everything you need is in you to be the priest and king of your own home. Be the, uh, Revelations 1.6 says it. We're all kings and priests. We're sitting here, we're sitting here today in a beautiful place. And we get to come here and worship. We get to fellowship with one another. And there's nothing like this. There's nothing like this. Go everywhere you want to go. There's people drive from Montgomery. There's people drive from uh, Huntsville, Chattanooga. They drive from all over the state to come here. There's people moving here. Why? Because we believe this right here. Because we believe this right here. Amen? So here, here's what I want to do. I want you to stand. I'm going to share one other thing with you when you stand. <clears throat> one of the things, while you're standing, I'm just going to share this with you. I shared, shared some things with a, with, with a couple of people this last week, and we were talking about, they were like, well, y'all really think it's that spiritual to eat at a table? I said, absolutely. So I started kind of digging in on it, right? And so we're called kings and priests. So I, I, I looked up this king called David. Anybody heard of David? And David, this blows me away. Psalms 23. Psalms 23 says this in, in the passage. David said, Lord, you prepare us the table before my enemies. David was not just a king. He was a warrior. Sitting at a table and fellowshipping with another believer. Well, anybody really, but a believer especially. It's one of the greatest forms of warfare you can do Satan hates it he don't want you to sit down with nobody he sure don't want you to love nobody but everything he's given you to carry this out and so a few years ago I was going vertical with the Lord I was going for it I just kept going vertical me and Jesus me and Jesus going vertical with you Lord then one day I heard the Lord say I love you going vertical but now I need to go horizontal. That represents the cross. That represents the cross. As much as you go this way, I need you to go this way. Listen, I'm telling you, this whole region, this whole region will change. The whole state will change. I'm telling you, if we can just go vertical and horizontal. I know this and I believe this. So what I need you to do when you leave here, I need you to go out front and go to the bowl. I need you to meet your new zone pastor. I need you to get connected. Give them your information. Just give them your information so you can stay connected. That's what I need you to do.
before, before we break, here's what I want, you, I just want everybody to do. I'm going to pray over you. But I want everybody, everybody in the place, to lift your hands to heaven. Everybody. Just like you're a light shining to heaven, to the Father of lights. And I'm going to pray over you. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And Father, I call sons and daughters of light forth in the name of Jesus. Father, right now, I call sons and daughters to walk out their purpose and destiny from this day forward, Father. Father, I pray right now everything, I say everything in them to be stirred, to be stirred in the name of Jesus. Every gift that you've given them to be stirred, Father. Father, I pray right now revelation come, revelation come, new wine come, Father. For every individual, the sound of my voice, revelation come. Revelation come. The revelation that, that they would know that you love them. That, that you would love that you love them, Father. And Father, I just pray right now over every individual in, in, in the sound of my voice here and online. And I say, you're mm, mm. Isaiah 60. Arise and shine, for your light has come, says the Lord. Mm, thank you, Jesus. All God's people says, amen and amen and amen. Thank y'all. I hope you enjoyed this message. For more content like this, please visit wordalive.tv or download the Wayo app. If you're ready for your next step, jump into Freedom Track anytime. Have a great week.